Hi there. This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the Spirit. Um, and with great joy in my heart, I, I'm just very excited and grateful to God for the opportunity to bring his word to us tonight. I trust everyone is doing well. Everyone is already in the overflow mode. And tonight we're going to have a great time in God's presence, even as he teaches us through his word. But just before I um, continue, I'd like to just acknowledge and thank the leadership of the house and the person of Pastor Dami and the entire pastorate, or more specifically, Pastor Dami. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity um, to bring God's people God's word tonight. And to all my pastors, um, I love and celebrate you. It's been such an amazing experience doing ministry with us. Um, and I pray that we will see with our eyes the result of our intercessions in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Okay, so tonight um, we're going to be having a great time in God's presence. But just before we um, go ahead, Lord, I just declare over every one of us that you will teach us tonight. You will teach us tonight. Holy Spirit, we rely on you to open our eyes, to show us the things that we do not know, and to school us and let this truth be grounded in our hearts. Father, we open every heart tonight, joining online and those who will still be listening online. We ask, oh God, that these words, oh God, will be engrafted into our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ, and it will produce much fruit in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not only be heirs, but we will be doers of your word in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen and amen and amen, 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 amen. Praise God. So tonight mm -hmm. I'm going to be leading us to through the scripture. Um, we've been having, we've had an amazing time just going through Galatians 5 and we've had dimensions that the Lord has shown us through his word. You can imagine we've just been on Galatians 5 and we've had one, um, almost five installments now. Yes, it's the fifth one and we're still going to about seven. And it just sort of speaks about how that God's word cannot be confined to time, space. The more you see, the more you know. The more you study, the more it shows you much more. So tonight, I'm just going to be starting off with Galatians chapter 5. I'm just going to be sharing some of the um, insights that the Holy Spirit put in my heart as I just started to study about the fruit of the Spirit. So just get ready to write notes and just journey with me tonight. So Galatians chapter 5. Um, verse 22, which of course has been our anchor scripture since we started. So I'll start from verse 19. The wrong things, the sinful, I'm reading the ERE version. Um, the wrong things, the sinful thing does, are, the sinful self does are clear, committing sexual sin, be, being morally bad, doing all kinds of shameful things, worshiping false idols, taking part in witchcraft, hating people, causing trouble, being jealous, selfish or angry, causing people to argue or to divide into separate groups, being filled with envy, getting drunk, having wild parties and doing other things like this. I warn you now, as I've warned you before, the people who do these things will never be a part in God's kingdom. But the fruit of the spirit, this is verse 22, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit that the spirit produces in a person's life is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And, you know, just reading through the scripture, one of the things that we just put in my heart was about how that each of these um, expressions of the, of the working of the Holy Spirit in our, in our lives 
which is seen as fruits, are actually attributes of God himself. God is love. God is joy. God is peace. God is patient. God is kind. God is good. God is faithful. God is, is gentle. And he's self, he's self-control. I'm sure I'm like, how is God self-control? He, he restrains himself through his mercy. Um, one of the ways that we've seen how the, if you, if you look through scripture, starting in the old Testament, you see how that, you know, before the Lord, you know, causes something to happen, look at the story in the, um, the story in Exodus where, sorry, in, in Genesis, when he wanted to destroy the earth and, you know, before the flood came, he said, oh, he started to warn people about it, but he was controlling himself not to show the dimension of his judgment over the earth, that's self-control. So you see that even each of these fruits that has been highlighted or the expressions of the life of God on our inside are actually attributes of God himself. You know, God is love. If you read through that first, first John 4 verse 8, you see that scripture says it there very clearly, for God is love. If anyone does not know, if anyone does not love, if anyone does not love, he, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. We start to see even in scripture where in so it talks about the faithfulness of God. Second Thessalonians 3, verse 3 says that the Lord is faithful. Um, he will continue to establish us and guide us from the evil one. It says, if you confess our sin, is faithful and just to forgive. It says his faithfulness endures forever. So as you open through scripture back to back from Genesis Revelation, you start to see that this expressions of the fruit of the spirit are actually attributes of who God really is. Of who God really is. And you start to see again, I'll take you through again through Romans 15 33. It says, Now may the God of peace be with you. God is not a God of confusion, but it's a God of peace. There are several scriptures, you know, in Second in Thessalonians 3 16, says, The God of peace will continually keep you in, in his peace. So we see here that clearly this fruit of the Spirit, fruit that the Spirit of God produces in our lives, are actually attributes of God himself. Okay, so let's turn very quickly to 1 Peter chapter, check 2 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to be reading 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter 1, I beg your pardon, from verse 3 to verse 8. But before I go ahead to read the scripture, you know, scripture says that in 1 John from verse 5, it says, anyone who believes in Christ is born of God. If this attributes, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, are attributes of God, and it says that if anyone believes in Christ he is born of God, everyone who believes in Christ is born of God, it means that essentially as believers, we have these attributes embedded in us because we are born of God. We have the nature of God on our inside. Okay, so this fruit of the Spirit, are, this the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit produced by the expression of the Holy Spirit in our, by the workings of the Holy Spirit in our lives are actually things embedded in our in, in us already. If you read through, so I'm reading through Second Peter chapter one from verse three says Jesus has the power of God, and His power has given us everything we need to live a devoted life to God. We have these things because we know Him. Jesus chose us by His glory and goodness, which He also gave us the very great and rich gift that he has promised. I'd like to read this particular scripture in the TPT translation. So he says that 
verse 3, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his glow, his divine power. For all these things have been lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by his name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are all beyond prices so that through the power of the tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the, with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires of the world. Verse six, so devote yourself lavishly, supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness add understanding and to understanding add the strength of self-control and to self-control add patient endurance and to patient endurance add godliness and to godliness add mercy towards your brothers and your sisters and to mercy add unending love these virtues are already deeply planted within that's verse eight. Verse eight says these virtues are already deeply planted within and you possess them in abundant supply. Wow. So this, the, the expression of, this, of, the, of the working of the Holy Spirit on our inside as believers in form of love, joy, peace are actually virtues that have been deeply planted within and we possess them in abundant supply. It's like, think about potential energy being stored in your spirit, man. Those are that's the explanation of how I can I can bring it and explain it down to break it down to all, all of us. So these virtues are deeply are already that's why it says, it says they are already deeply planted within and you possess them in abundant supply. So if we possess these virtues, so by the way, let me just highlight a few things. If you read through that scripture again, um, we're reading first second Peter one. Verse 5 says, devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness. So I'm going to just highlight the fruit of the spirit that we see in this scripture. So what I see here is a sandwich, sandwiching of your faith, knowledge in God, and the fruit of the spirit. So let's go over it. So devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness. Goodness. Let's take note of goodness. To your goodness, add understanding. To your understanding, in some translation, it, it reads knowledge. It means knowledge of God. Um, to your understanding, add the strength of self-control. Self-control, take note of that. That's the second um, fruit that we're noting there. To your self-control, add patient endurance. That speaks about patience. To your patient endurance, add godliness. That speaks about God. Sorry, add godliness, yes. To your godliness, add mercy towards your brothers and sisters. Another translation there speaks about kindness and to mercy towards others, add unending love. So what we see here is right in the middle of this scripture are actually expressions or workings of the fruit of the spirit in our lives, sandwiched between faith and knowledge. If you go, I'll continue to read so that we sort of, um, I'm going to read it in the ERV version. So, Second Peter one verse eight. Um, so let me just highlight to us the the fruit of the spirit highlighted in this scripture. There's love. There's patience. There's kindness. There's goodness. There's faithfulness, and there's self control. Verse eight says, "If all these things be in you 
and growing, you will never fail to be useful to God. You will never fail to be useful to God. That's what scripture says. So right here, we see like a sandwich between your faith, your knowledge of God, and right at the middle, a mix, a cocktail of the expression of the fruit of the spirit. It says, if all these things grow in you and abound, you will never fail to be useful to God. You will never fail to be useful to God. So we see how very important that your usefulness in to God actually is tied to your expression of the fruit of the spirit. How useful you can be to God is tied to your expression of the fruit of the spirit. And a lot of people feel like, oh, I, 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 I speak in tongues. You know, I have the gift of prophecy. And we see clearly in, in 1 Corinthians 13 that says that even if you have, you, you have these giftings of the spirit, without the fruit of the spirit, you sound like Simba, which is like noise. Like you don't, you don't add, in other words, let me say it the way it's coming to my mind. You have no essence. You just make noise in that sense. Not not downgrading the power and the gifting of the Holy Spirit. But we, we know, of course, from teaching, as Pastor said to teach us from the gift series that, you know, if you must manifest this gift, you must do it from a place of love and humility, right? So we see highlighted here that your usefulness to God is tied to your expression of the fruit of the Spirit. That's the first thing that I'm going to highlight here. Um, before we go on so as we continue as we see through that scripture you see you see love patience kindness gentleness goodness faithfulness self-control and so I'm sure a lot of people are like how how on earth am I going to do all of this thing one of the things that you see from Galatians 5 20 from verse 22 is that it is the Holy Spirit that produces the fruit in us is the Holy Spirit that produces the fruit in us and that's why if you read through John 15, um, from verse 1 to verse 8. I'm going to read through that. John 15, from verse 1 to 8. It's, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. He also trims every branch that produces fruit to prepare it to produce even more. You've always been prepared to produce much fruit by the teachings I have given you. Stay joined to me and I will stay joined to you. No branch can produce fruit alone. It must stay connected to a vine. It's the same with you. You cannot produce fruit, fruit alone. You must stay joined to me. So if you look at the analogy in Galatians 5 and verse 22, the works of the spirit or the expressions, sorry, the expressions of the flesh you know, drinking, um, being envious, is all about you. It's, it's so self-centric. It needs no participation of God or anything. It's all about self. But if we must really manifest the fruit of the spirit in our lives, there's got to be that participation or active, um, how do I put it now? There's got to be that that point where it's not about you, you're not involved anymore. The Holy Spirit is the one doing the production. For the works of the flesh, you are the one doing the production by yourself. You are doing it, um, of course, not anybody here, but I'm tr I trust the Holy Spirit to help us. Um, so you know, talks about you know envy, talks about jealousy, talks about wild parties, talks about being drunk, it talks about different things. Those things involve you. But when it comes to the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit, it has nothing 
to do with you as a person, but more of your role in participating and working with the Holy Spirit collaboratively to produce those fruits. So you're not an active participant in the production of the fruit of the Spirit. You're a subject of the influence of the Holy Spirit. So in that situation, what happens is you're, we as believers are, ought to be submitted so that the working and the production going on in our, in our lives by the Holy Spirit can produce the fruits. With the fruits of the Spirit manifested as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, um, He's the Holy Spirit working in you to do those things. So your submission is critical to the exhibition or the expression of the workings of the Spirit on our inside. So I'm just going to take a very interesting analogy. I was reading John 15. Um, it says that I am the vine, you are the branches. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you'll produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. Verse 6, if you don't stay joined to me, you would be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. All these dead branches like that are gathered up and thrown into the fire and burnt. Stay joined together with me. Follow my teachings. If you do these things, if you do this, you can ask for anything you want and it will be given to you. So here we see that Jesus said that I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Um, this illustration were well, like the branches, believers are the branches. And he says that if you're joined to me, um, you would produce more fruits. If you're not joined to me, you cannot produce on your, by, your, by yourself this fruit. So we see clearly here that the, the modus operandi of the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit is tied to our intimacy with God. Unlike the works of the flesh, the interior, our intimacy with God is tied to the expression of the fruit of the Spirit that we produce. So I'm going to just take an interesting analogy about, you know, when you, take, when you look at a fruit. So from, I like how Jesus always, you know, used agriculture examples in the bible sort of explain some of the things about the kingdom of god and i'm just going to take that same um methodology to just explain what i want to explain about the fruit of the spirit so we see how that jesus would talk about you know the seed the sower goes to sow the seed some fall on rocky ground and just always talk about the kingdom of god and god's word and how people receive god's word and how we can produce and the different expressions of how people receive god's word um, so tonight I'm just going to be taking an analogy from the fruit, from a fruit. So when, every time you look at the fruit, what comes to your mind? Um, after thing, but what comes to your mind when you think about the fruit? Okay, it's produced from a tree. Okay, it's produced from a tree. Um, what else again? Um, it's good for eating. Okay, what else again comes to mind about fruits? Um, it varies in size. There are different types of fruit. There's orange, there's banana. Their vegetables, their everything. Well, let me buttress what I just said about how that our intimacy with God is tied to the expression of the fruit of the Spirit. In Psalm 1, verse 1, um, Psalm 1, verse 1, it says that Psalm 1, verse 3, it says, so let me start from verse 1. It says, Great blessings belong to those who do not listen to evil 
advice, who do not like sinners, who do not join those who make fun of God. Instead, they love the Lord's teaching and think about them day and night. So they grow strong like a tree planted by a stream, a tree that produces fruit as, as it should. Another version says a tree that produces fruit in every season of his life. Another version says a tree that produces fruit all year round. Another version says a tree that produces fruit every month. So here, here's the secret. The production, your production, well, your, the fruit production is tied to our loving the teachings of God and our devotion to him and, and meditation. And of course, that speaks to how that the intimacy, um, that's when I, I said the buttress about intimacy with God. Where I was really going to was talking about fruit. So every time you see a tree, you expect to see a fruit because, oh, this tree is fruitful. Um, we see an orange tree, you expect to see fruit. You see a mango tree, you expect to see fruit. One of the things that, you know, science started to, well, from, I mean, science, science students were well, from school. One of the things I could sort of um, draw a line of correlation here is if fruit is actually a matured and fertilized ovary, well, let me not, it's not science, but let me just explain what that means. Um, when we talk about intimacy with God, we talk about intercourse in that sense. Um, intercourse not meaning a physical intercourse, but in terms of how your spirit and the spirit of God becomes one, how that you become one with him in spirit. And it says a fruit here is a fertilized ovary. Um, I'm not saying, I don't want to use the science there, but it just speaks to how that the intimacy between you and God is what actually produces the fruit of the spirit in our lives. So every time you see a fruit, there are a few things that you would see. Um, a fruit typically contains seed. A fruit looks good to the eyes. But one of the things as believers, as we must start to pay attention to, even as we continue to grow in our walk with God, is how how large is that fruit? Scripture says that if you be John 15, Jesus was saying that if you be in me, you produce much fruit. Much fruit in this sense doesn't mean multiple units of orange. It means how big is this orange? That's what it means. Abundant fruit. It speaks about one, one fruit, abundant fruit. That's what Jesus Christ says. So here from, from science, you start to see that there are actually factors that affect the size of a fruit. Very interesting stuff. And we could just, I could just, as I was just reading through or just studying, I just realized that there are actually correlations between some of these factors and the word of God and how we interplays in our lives. So I'm going to just run us through the factors that affect the fruit, the fruit of the spirit in our lives in correlation with the factors that generally affect the size of a fruit. So let me just connect the dots from where I was coming from. We started to talk about how that you know, the fruit of the spirit are actually attributes of God himself. And if we say that, you know, we are born of God and we are believers, it means that in, inherent in us, deep with deeply seated within us is actually mm -hmm. this fruit. But we got to give the Holy Spirit the avenue through our submission to work out those fruits so that it's seen evidently. It's deeply seated in the, in the spirit of every believer. You've got joy, you've got peace, you've got long suffering, you've got self-control. But the Holy Spirit is the one who does the working um, to produce those fruits so that they are seen evidently by all. 
Okay, so and then we then move on to say, okay, so if you're a believer or you've been a believer for as long as say maybe one, two, three, four years, you're asking yourself how how much of the fruit of the spirit am I expressing in my day-to-day -day life? How large is my fruit in that sense, quote and unquote? And then I'm gonna just run us through, you know, the biological factors that affect the fruit size and how that sort of corresponds with the factors that even affect how how the fruit of the spirit is being manifested in our life or to what degree do we do men see the fruit of the spirit being manifested in our lives so there are three factors that essentially affect the size of a fruit genetic factors cultural factors and environmental factors um don't worry, it's not science, it's not boring. Trust me, you're going to love it. Genetic factor, of course, speaks about, you know, what is inherent inside the person. It speaks about the DNA. It speaks about what you already have. And in, in, on the, in the kingdom sense, it speaks about who you are in Christ, what you know about who you are in Christ and what is inherent on your inside and how much of that that you know. Okay, so that's the first thing, genetic factor. For a seed, for a normal natural fruit, it's the seed, the size of the seed, the quality of the seed and all of that. The second factor here speaks about cultural factor, which is pruning and thinning. And you know, if you remember again from John, John 15 verse, John 15, you know, Jesus was saying that, you know, if you let me prune you, you produce more. Pruning, yes, speaks to a process of um, cultivating the, the, plant in quote and unquote to produce more fruits so pruning for us as believers would be times when the, the lord himself is schooling us about a particular topic maybe on the fruit of the spirit so he's teaching you about love he's there was a time we spent an extensive time just studying about love um and then pastor thought about joy so those were those quote and unquote are cultural factors where you know, the Lord himself is the one pruning and thinning us, showing us that this is really what this thing is. This is what joy is. Joy is not happiness. Joy is followed by the Holy Spirit, as pastors are to teach us. So if you're having experiences where the Lord himself is teaching you about a particular subject, say patience, say self-control, say gentleness, that process is sort of can be um, compared to pruning for what a gardener does. The last thing is environmental factors. Environmental factors speaks about temperature and light. And I remember from Pastor Yinka's analogy, she started to talk about how that you are in a condition where things are not so good. You have a very annoying um, roommate that just always pisses you off. That speaks about, so if you've ever been in situations where things are either difficult, uncomfortable, and they are testing your character, that is like the temperature being controlled um right the temperature being controlled sometimes is light light speaks to how that you're in a situation or your well those two factors temperature and light just speaks about ex external factors so where you whatever whenever you find yourself in a context where say maybe um um you have a very very annoying roommate or a colleague that is just always very slow um and you have to be gentle by the way, one of the things I realized about gentleness is that gentleness mm -hmm. is sensitivity to other people, is how sensitive you are to other people. So if you're a very, um, I don't want to use the word tempered person, when somebody's mm -hmm. doing something mm -hmm. slow, you're like, I beg, I beg, I beg, why are you so slow? Why are you so slow? In that situation, it's an environmental factor for the Lord to teach you patience. 
if you're in another situation where you're with someone where the person is slow and you're just like, ah, okay, I beg, I beg, be fast, be fast, be fast, be fast. He's, that's an avenue where the Lord wants to teach you gentleness. So there are different contexts that we find ourselves, those environmental factors, light and temperature, where the Lord just puts us in different situations and contexts so that he can produce fruit in us, right? Produce the fruits. And one of the one of the things that I studied from just reading about, you know, the fruit size and factors that affect fruit is that all of these three factors must actually be optimized for your fruit to be large, for the size of your fruit to be large. Um, so genetic factor, pruning, environmental factor, and that speaks about difficult context where you find yourself, um, where you need to be patient, where maybe there's a downtime in the family and you have to choose joy regardless of what it is because the Lord has schooled you in joy. All of these three factors have to be optimized for you to have a very large fruit. So the, if a farmer, for example, wants to produce a large fruit that needs to be sold as of now, what he does is he ensures that the seeds are ripe. He ensures that he does the um, best, practice, best agricultural practices, pruning, cleaning, and he ensures that the temperature and the light are, optim are all optimized. So all of these three factors have to be optimized for the fruit to be large. So not to sort of confuse you as to using this analogy, but if you remember what Pastor says when he said talk when he was teaching us about the Holy Spirit being the optimizer, um, it comes to play here because we see clearly how that scripture says that God is the vine dresser. The vine dresser here is the farmer, right? The farmer is the one who puts the genetic factor into consideration, the cultural factor into consideration, the environmental factor into consideration, so that that particular tree can produce a large fruit. And it says here that God is the vine dresser, similar to being a farmer, and Jesus is the vine. And you start to see that the Holy Spirit is the optimizer because there must be optimization of these three factors for the fruit to be produced. So we see very clearly that wherever you find yourself, I, I jokingly laughed at myself. I said that every time I, I find an opportunity to exhibit or express the fruit of the Spirit, is God that is doing me. What I mean by that is he's the one that has conditioned things to be around me so that he can really, so that with the Holy Spirit as the optimizer of my seasons and the different seasons that I'm in, I can really produce the fruit of the Spirit in different contexts that I find myself. Let me break it down so that it's clear. What that means is that if God is the farmer and the Holy Spirit is the optimizer, and there are factors that affect my fruit size, what that means is that the size of your fruits or the expressions of the fruit of, your, of the spirit in your life is optimized by the Holy Spirit and is conducted by God. Conduction meaning God being the farmer here. So he's putting all the three factors together to ensure that in every season, you are producing fruits. In every season, you're produce, produce, producing fruits. So what this means in, um, real term or real context is it just speaks about how that um, when you find yourself, whenever you find yourself in different contexts, always remember that the Holy Spirit is the optimizer of the growth experience you're having. So as believers, um, God is the dresser. Inherent in us are the abilities or the expressions and the attributes of God that people see as the fruit of the spirit. 
love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control. The Holy Spirit being the optimizer, he's the one doing the work. He's the one producing this thing in, uh, in us. So when you find when you find yourself in a context where say maybe uh, let me let me use a good example um your your i don't want to use example because it sounds okay so i think i'll do a your you find yourself in a context where you are and this might not be the best definition but let me just use it as an analogy find yourself where you have you're under the rain and there's some other person you need to order an uber to get out of the place um, unless if, for example, pastor has been teaching you about kindness or pastor, or you've been studying personally about kindness. And at that point, you have a pregnant woman, a small baby, and they're all going your way. But you choose to just enter your Uber, get on the road and leave those guys. Kindness in that context would mean you get a point of this saying, oh, ask them, let's go on. Let's go on a journey. Oh, let's go together. You have to, oh, can, I, can you come with me? That's being kind. So every opportunity, I think one of the one of the things I am one of the things that we like to share to me is or highlight to me is look for every opportunity to see if you can manifest the fruit of the spirit. So in your day-to-day as you're going, you're speaking to a colleague, you're talking to a friend, you're you're interacting with market women, you're talking to Lagos downfall guys, you're talking to a conductor, always have that consciousness of oh i am i ought to produce a fruit in this context so what fruit am i producing or what expression am i giving am i being kind am i being patient am i being gentle am i being self-controlled even say for example when you're fasting and you're very very hungry and there's food right in front of you are sharing party jollof and everything self-control is i'm not going to eat i am going to choose to um yield to the yield to the working of the holy spirit through me at this very moment and i'm not going to eat and that's self-control of course there are different dimensions that the holy spirit starts to show you in your own personal context what self-control really means but one of the one of the things i'd like to highlight to us even as we continue on our day to day is using this analogy when you see a fruit for example you see an apple you see a small apple small apple is 100 naira you see a bigger one 200 naira See another bigger one, maybe 500 naira. Or let's say watermelon, 500 naira. See a small watermelon, 300 naira. See another one, 1,000 naira. The, the size of the fruit sort of um, implies the worth of the fruit, right? So when we said in the niche from the beginning, when we mentioned that, um, that the, the more you grow and abound in these things, the more useful you would be to the Lord. That's, that's really the natural explanation for it the bigger the fruit the more the worth so the more you produce the fruit of the spirit the more you express the fruit of the spirit the more your worth and your usefulness to god that's what that scripture says in second peter chapter one i'm just going to highlight that again so that we all see it so even as we continue to live our lives as believers it's important to carry that consciousness of how big is my fruit as the year is coming to an end, everyone is doing goals. I'm assessing my life, assessing how I've done this year. You want to assess how big, how big is the fruit of, how big is the fruit, meaning how much of the Holy Spirit or the expressions of the gift of the Spirit, or sorry, the expressions of the fruit of the Spirit, am I manifesting in my life? That's one of the personal 
assessment tools that any believer should use every day of their lives, every time they have to sit down and think about them. So rather than judge if you are um, if you are making money, why not sit and say, how much of the character of God am I expressing? How much of the attribute of God am I giving expression to, to my word? And one of the things that you start to see is, I saw one of the things that struck me from Second Peter 1, it says, add Second Peter chapter 1, verse, from verse 3. It says, add to, no, sorry, from verse 5. It says, add to your life. So add to your faith, goodness. It means that there's got to be some sort of addition every point. Every point, when you do your assessment, let it be that you've grown bigger. Let it be that this fruit, this expression of the fruit of the spirit are abounding. You're growing in them. And remember that the growth or the size of the fruits is dependent on how you let the optimizer, the Holy Spirit, allow you to thrive through the different factors that you find yourself, which is temperature, pruning, um, culture, and of course, genetic factor here. So um, it says here that add to your add to your faith, goodness, your goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, patience, to patient devotion, to devotion, kindness, kindness towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. I feel like underlining it, kindness towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not going to crack a joke, but I remember, so maybe I think it was on Sunday, someone had bully and did not want to share kindness towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's, when, that's just on a joking note. And it says, add to kindness, love. So we see how all of this, all of this expression of the fruit of the spirit are important. Um, so we highlighted here, love, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness self-control as we continue to journey in god and grow in intimacy with god we definitely want to spend time every day every week as the lord gives us grace to evaluate how much of god's character we are showing to our world to those around us to those in our community even to unbelievers as it were because it is through this fruit that we they will know that we are the lord's disciples you know, John 5, he was saying that it is through the fruits that they will know that you are my disciple, you are a follower. You are my disciple, you are a follower. So I'd like to tidy up all of these thoughts that, I'd, that I've shared with us to say that um, as we continue to journey through our Christian life, the most effective personal assessment tool we should leverage or we should continue to use is the expression of the fruit of the Spirit highlighted in Galatians 5 verse 22 and of course using 2 Peter 1 from verse 3 to 8 you want to definitely add to um to to for, to knowledge self-control to self-control patience so even when you're not um you're not sure of what to do next just continue adding yielding to the Holy Spirit to produce self-control in you to produce patience in you to produce kindness in you to produce love to produce goodness in you. So if, I'm just going to leave us with this thought as we go. If the degree of your usefulness, usefulness to God is tied to the size of your fruits, meaning the expressions of the fruit of the spirit in your life, um, how big is your fruit? So that, that's just an analogy. How big is your fruit? So you want to ask yourself that question. How big is my fruit? How much of how much have I? How much of myself have I submitted to the Holy Spirit 
that have, that I have allowed him to produce this varying expression of himself in me or this varying expression of the character of God in me. And one of the things I, I saw from scripture is that the expressions are actually produced together. It's not produced singly. Maybe in a season, the emphasis is maybe on love, on patience. But if you if you yield to the working of the Holy Spirit um, when he is maybe schooling you on how to be patient, what, what you realize is you actually produce all the other expressions of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love joy peace patience when you're more patient you're definitely more joyful you're definitely more loving you're definitely more kind that one you're definitely more self-controlled because you cannot shout at the person because you're self-controlled you're definitely more loving because you know you're you're waiting to to, to to you're waiting you're patiently waiting and trusting that okay whatever it is that god has told me is going to come to pass and so you wait patiently in anticipation and you wait in joy. So how big is your fruit? That's the thought I'm going to leave you with tonight. The character of God is embedded in the fruit of the spirit. And those things are deeply seated within us in our spirit, man. The degree to which we express the fruit of the spirit in our lives is dependent on how submitted and yielded we are to the Holy Spirit. And intimacy is, is crucial to fruitfulness in this con in con in this context and every time you find a situation or you find yourself in any context always remember that god is the farmer and you are the tree producing the fruits um god is the farmer and the tree producing the fruits so in that situation the degree to the size of the fruit you're going to produce is dependent on how you let the holy spirit who's the optimizer to optimize those different factors in your life meaning how does he um, school you as to how to be patient with a nagging boss or with a, a a greedy friend how do you treat that sort of that kind of thing um so yeah um Hello, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we can hear you. Okay. Ah, did you hear what I said after I said what I said? No, ma'am. Okay, sorry, I think my internet tripped off for a second. Okay, so wrapping up with the thoughts tonight, I said how big is your fruit? How much of the expression of the, of the Holy Spirit are you... How much of the... How much of the... How much are you... Sorry, to what degree are you allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? And we know that these things are not things that are far-fetched. They are deeply seated within us. But the, the Holy Spirit must do a good work in our in our lives, in our hearts to produce this fruit. And we highlighted that the Holy Spirit is the optimizer. So every time we find ourselves in context where we have to work, or to exhibit or express the fruit of the spirit, we must always remember the Holy Spirit is the one optimizing the season. And it says that in first Psalm one verse verse one, Psalm one from verse one to verse five speaks about how that the tree produces fruit in every season, in every season. So your fruitfulness is not subject to what you're doing in a season or what is happening to you in a season. It's expected that as you yield to the Holy Spirit, who is the 
optimizer, um, you produce fruit in every season, whether good or bad, in the season of overflow, we yield to the Holy Spirit to produce more fruit in us, even as tribesmen, and the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm just going to tidy up on this note, and I'm just going to pray that even as the Lord has taught us tonight through his word, and he's shown us how the of the spirit is vital to our usefulness in his kingdom that everyone would give the holy spirit room to produce himself and the character of god in us and that men will see and give glory to god in the name of jesus christ we pray and we agree that every heart in this room in in the tribe and those who will listen that the working of the holy spirit would be real to them. They will yield to the Holy Spirit. They will submit to his working. And even as he schools them and he orchestrates different factors in their, in their seasons, that they would really see that he's one optimizing and causing things to work together so that men will see the expression of his working in their lives and give glory to him. We declare that this word over us would produce more fruits in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare that everyone under the sound of my voice and those who would listen would become indeed disciples of Christ and they'll be useful to God. Put adding to faith, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, patient, patient, kindness, kindness, love. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Wow, what a word. For more messages, connect with our tribesmen across all social media platforms at PowerPoint Tribe.